And welcome back. How are you guys, guys? Can I do? So today we're joined by Damien Bodie. How about you introduce yourself, sir? Hello, Awfully Irish Podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Damien Bodie. That's what my parents gave me. I'm a co-inhabitor on this uh, gorgeous planet that we call Earth. Uh, the world is a wild and wacky place. And did I imagine that I would be uh, sitting here today talking to two uh, Irish lads across the other side of the world? Um, uh, this is, this is, I love how, how life sort of uh, ends up. A little bit about myself, I guess, uh, I, you know, I, I grew up in Australia. I'm now a, 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 US, a US dual citizen. Um, so I'm, I'm half American now, half Australian. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I grew up acting. I, I absolutely love it. I, in fact, call myself an actaholic. Uh, but we can get into that a little bit later. And, um, you know, uh, done, done an array of shows and all this sort of stuff. I'm now uh, very happily married and uh, finding myself uh, back in Oz with my beautiful wife. And I'm expecting a baby any day now. Oh, so, my God. Uh, Shit. <laughs> so, uh, so if, I, if I have to go suddenly, that's, that's, that's where I'm, I'm rushing <laughs> up to. Oh, my God. That'll be a first for any podcast ever. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could we could deliver it live uh, on, on, no, the, on, no the podcast. Let's yeah. not do that. Let's no. not do that. We'll pass on that one. I don't Sorry. think that's what the that's not that's not what the fans want. That's, but, that's uh, the after show. Yeah. That, that, no. That's the after show. You gotta pay for that one. <laughs> but Thomas and Jared, firstly, I want to say congratulations. I mean, you guys not only uh, a blitzing podcast. You've done over like you're almost up to like 150 or something, right? You're getting up to like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. That is an effort in itself. It takes like all of the time, organization, finding like uh, reaching out to people, chatting with people. Like this is as well as well as I just realized that you guys are studying full time and you've just been doing essays all day. And then you're like, yeah, great. Time to relax. Oh, got to talk to that Australian guy. That's right. At uh, 930 at night. That'll, that'll really make things easy for us. Yeah. yeah. Today from nine to five was doing an essay. And then we took a break for, at six. And at seven, we did a live stream till about quarter to nine. And here we are now. Oh, so you've already done another live stream. Uh, yeah. yeah, we just play, we just play Call of Duty. And we talk to a lot of yeah. friends who just, you know, like... Uh, uh, we, we started some of the people on from the show. Or some people who yes. watch the show. But anyway... Well, I'm sure, I'm sure Call of Duty is probably a little bit more interesting than me. But uh, anyway, well, if, you, if you're tuning well, in or watching, well, you know, anything could happen. You'd be wrong there, sir. <laughs> You'd be wrong here, man. You, you've done a lot of things. You've been acting since 1996. And that's a long time. Well, the fact that you weren't born. Yeah, weren't born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I know. It's, uh, I, I, it is kind of funny that when, I, you know, I, I have nephews and they have no idea that sort of even what acting is. That's the kind of funny thing. When you grow up and don't really know, you might know shows and you might know characters and all that sort of stuff. But it's... um. It's it's uh, what I will say briefly, and if there's any actors watching, or you guys too, I mean, you're in the entertainment industry as well, that it's that thing of, it really is an addiction. And when you hit on it, either at school or in drama class, and you fall in love with it, and then it's sort of what you, the, the weird thing was, I was remarkably shy. So I, I kind of, you know, it was the last thing my parents would have ever wanted me to get into. Uh, you know, there's a whole lot of rejection, you have to go to auditions, you have to do this, a lot of competition. But I sort of, you know, I, I, I hassled my parents, they got me an agent, I happened to book my first job. And then uh, before I knew it, I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. 
and that was sort of uncanny. Very lucky uh, because I, I threw out my life at school. A lot of other people sort of were still learning and, and I was sort of very lucky to fall into it very early. But uh, what, I, what I will say to any other young budding actors out there is, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly very dangerous um, that if you label you, I remember sort of saying that, ah, uh, I'm my happiest when I'm acting, when I'm on set, that's the happiest that I ever am. And I'm, I'm, I, I wish I could always be on set. Yeah. But the danger with that is, is then if you put that label on yourself that you're only happy when you're on set, then technically you're not happy when you're not on set. And I, you know, am a pretty energetic, happy guy. And I think a couple of years ago, I, I felt this like, I, I was sort of in a more darker place. I I'd sort of hadn't been on set for a little while. Um, and then coincidentally also, you know, my relationship was struggling. Anyway, it all worked out. We got happily married now, we're having a baby, but it was this thing that because it's all I wanted to do, it just sucked me in and made me doubt myself, made me doubt my skills, made me hate auditioning made me think, Oh, well, maybe I got to give it up. And then even worse, if I give it up, what the hell am I going to do? Because this is all I know that I can do. Um, and so what I will say for any other actors out there is that just, just know that like anything else, it is like an addiction. I mean, anything that you can't be without, you know, and, and sort of, it's like, I, it can be anything. It's, it's, you know, for many years, I, I, I mean, I've quit coffee, but only because I just knew that I had to have it. If I didn't have it, then uh, I didn't feel like I could function, you know? And it's the same thing with, with a lot of other things. And acting is one of those that you don't have to, you know, it's okay to know that it is an addiction. It's something you love doing, but it doesn't make you who you are. It doesn't make you any more of a better person. It's just as an actor, I'm just here. I just love entertaining, just like you guys do. You just want to interview people around the world, chat to people and, entertain your fan base get subscribers and and hopefully you know change someone's day by them watching you and going oh man that's like inspiring and i love what they said and oh i want to be like them so that's that's all i want to be in life really now jeez i pity the man that says they want to be like me <laughs> I, I pity the man i pity the man but no uh, no a, a great topic <laughs> you guys are sweet man and i think this is the thing is like uh you know everyone around the globe loves the Irish because the Irish are always like any, any, like I have such a good friend, uh, you know, Paddy Harvey. Uh, he was born in Belfast. He, he was actually Connor on neighbors. And, uh, he, uh, basically is one of the sweetest, most funniest people that I have ever met. And anytime I've ever, you know, uh, got to sit down and chat with anyone from Ireland, like it's just, you guys are so down to earth. You're so incredibly sweet. So already, it's like you, 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 you're starting off from that and you're like, well, you're already inspiring the world. Can I say that? Jeez, am I? Jesus, What's going on here? I'm supposed to be doing that. <laughs> Whoa. I'm supposed to be blowing smoke up your ass. No. No, 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 no. But that's the thing is like actors don't need it. We don't need that. It's like we're no special than anybody else. Here was the thing. Is well, I was just lucky at my age to sort of fall into something that I love doing and getting to do it was just, yeah. you know, game changing. Yeah, and you know, some people are very fortunate like that. They can just kind of fall into something and it works. Um, so what was your first acting job? Uh, my first ever acting job uh, was actually, um, uh, strangely enough, they were, they were opening a big, uh, you know, it's called a convention center over here. Yeah. And um, it was opening up for the first time and they had these TV heads on little mannequin bodies. And they were going through the history of Victoria 
and I was one of these faces. Now, if you imagine, it's kind of funny that when you're actually a kid, you actually don't know what acting is, really. You just like it. You just learn the lines. And I remember when I was doing that job, it was actually written by an American, coincidentally. And because I'd grown up watching American movies and I was playing like a historic Victorian boy, uh, I kept slipping into American just because of the way it was written and also that I just watched American movies. So, so I, I was acting in American for some reason, uh, even though they had to keep trying to direct me into, no, you're Australian. Like, why are you talking like that? I'm like, I don't know. What is acting? What, what are accents? I didn't even really know yeah. what was going on. So that, that was one of my earliest, uh, but then that year in itself, like I had a, I had a great year. Um, I, was, I, was, I did a guest role on Neighbours, which when you're a kid growing up, uh, you know, and you watch it and you, there's legends like Harold and, and Madge and all of these characters yeah. that are on the show. You guys probably don't even know who those guys are because you're too young. But it, it's that thing where you grow up watching it and then all of a sudden you're there and it was just remarkable. And then the weird thing was, which is why I do think it's all a complete manifestation and I believe in all of this kind of stuff, is that the reason I got into acting was two things, was, was I loved Jim Carrey and I loved The Muppets. Oh, and well, so well, I, I love... Yeah, and I just loved worlds like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Drop Dead Fred, like these yes. movies, Ace Ventura, yeah. Yeah. like movies that, that, that were just not normal. Like were not like you had to watch the movie to experience, oh, there's cartoons living in a real world or, or like, oh, there's, pup there's puppets that are just like talking to humans. And so that's kind of the world I wanted to sort of land into. And then when I was 12, there was a, a TV movie called Balanced Particle Freeway that honestly no one has ever seen. So I'm not bringing it up to be like, assuming anyone's seen it but that was with puppets. So at 12 years old, I stepped on set with these puppeteers that had worked with Jim Henson company. And, and I was getting to work opposite like dragons and these like weird creatures from different worlds. And to be honest, it, it felt completely unreal to the whole reason I, I wanted to act. Sounds like any 12 year old's dream. My God. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. And, and that's Sounds why like guys, I'm, I mean, you guys are already living the dream. You started a podcast. It is, it is, uh, you know, uh, like it, it, it's like it's finding its sub sub subscriber base. You're you're being listened to, and uh, and who knows where it's going on from here. So the the point is, is, just follow, follow the happiness, follow the dream, and it always the best stuff comes easy. That's what's so strange. The best stuff really comes easy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Living the dream, right, Jared? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the, no, the work that gets done on this thing is insane. Oh, yeah. uh, not, not, not tooting anyone's horn, but in all fairness, Thomas does a lot. Thomas does a lot of stuff. I, I bet. I bet he does. You see, between the two of you, and this is the thing, is like, especially with any combo, and I know this too, guys, because, listen, I, in, my, in my past, I've, I've teamed up with certain people, and I love working with them in this, but there's always a hard thing of one might do two more, you know, and all this sort of stuff, but it's hard to actually find a gel. And if you guys have recorded over a hundred and something shows that just shows that you've pushed through and done it. Most people won't even do their first. And then also yeah. once they do their first, then the other friend won't show up and won't keep doing it. And then all of a sudden it drops away and then it just kind of resentment builds. Yeah. But guys, the mm. most important thing is keep that friendship. You guys are working hard. You got each other's backs and, uh, and well, I hope you do anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be friends. Now hold up there for a second. buddy. <laughs> This is oh more I kind of know of Jared, like you know. <laughs> I, I know, I know. No, I wouldn't know him. I just know of him. 
you know, he's Up a him, friend of a friend. Yeah. <laughs> God. Good Lord. But you guys, I mean, not only like that you choose to, I mean, you, you're doing all the same classes together, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, well, yeah. And then in our off time, let's interview people together. Like that's, that's, it really is hard to find that sort of like duo and combo and to get someone mm. that you can trust. So please hold on to that. And I've had that with, you know, friends over times and then other times, especially as a creator, like that's what you guys are. It's that hard thing to, we, I, well, for me, I'm a perfectionist for one. And it was always hard for me to release anything. And that's why like, I, I respect what you guys are doing, going like recording live, getting it out there and just doing it because I used to be someone that would record it, hide it, and then probably never show it. Yeah. You know, because I was just like, oh, I said too much here. I, I was too much like myself. And I think the thing is now, I think uh, I, I'm just starting to uh, enjoy being myself more than ever. Mm. And I'm 35. It took me 35 years to enjoy who I am more than ever. Yeah. And, you know, with that comes a lot of confidence. You know, you're, you're a very confident guy. Yeah. Uh, when you said you were high shy, energy, not going to lie. I can't imagine you being shy. I don't shy. believe that so at all. For energy. a second. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but, yeah. One, one thing I feel like a lot of people miss out on is like genuine belief in themselves and confidence. And, you know, in acting, you get to explore it a bit more, uh, like your, your confidence, because you got to present yourself in front of a lot of people. You know, you work on it. If you're not confident after doing as many jobs as you have, I'd be very confused. Um, you know, you're speaking in front of these huge, huge audiences. It's crazy. No, but well, well, Thomas and, and, and Jared, like really it's, it's the thing where like, honestly, confidence is just practice. That's all it is. And, and the hard thing was, is that I was, you know, shy, young, then sort of, uh, you know, got confidence from acting because I was away from school a whole lot. You know, I actually wasn't that confident at school. And so I was, I had this other little world with, with adults. And then, and then, you know, I, I, you know, landed on Neighbours, which was a big, you know, show in Australia at the time. And then even another series here called Winners and Losers and did a bunch of series there. Uh, neighbours. Yeah. Yes, it's still, it's, it's still going. I mean, it's in, it's like 35, 30, years. It's as old as me, that show. <laughs> and so it's, um, it's one of those things where literally you sort of find yourself on these things and you get this great platform. But to be honest, the weird thing is, is that success does not bring confidence. And what I can't reiterate enough is that, and this is why, like, I don't like gossiping or talking about anybody, uh, you know, because we don't know what they're going through personally. And in LA, I have lived over there for many, many years. Now I've seen people that are just trying to get an agent or people that are just trying to get a pilot or just trying to get the second series or just trying to get to a hundred episodes or just trying to get the next, you know, big, massive Michael Bay movie. And yeah. what I noticed with all of them is that no one was really happy at any point because they were, it was always awful. this like, I'll be happy when, and it's terrible. Like life should not be about like waiting for when it's like, well, just be happy now. Like, like already to so many, like I would look at someone that's already on a show that's ongoing and say, you're living the dream, but they don't think so. I'd look at someone that's like, oh, you're in a, 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 a trilogy, like a franchise trilogy. And they're yeah. like, yeah, but it's like, you know, it, it, oh, this and that. And, and really it, it, the hard thing is, is that there's no specific answer, like, especially like for you two as well, like, cause we all have goals we want. We might, we might want to get to a thousand subscribers. Then it'll be two. 
then it'll be a hundred thousand, right? Then it'll be a million. It's like, as long as you're loving the subscribers you have now, right? The, the people listening, if you can affect one person, isn't that quite amazing? Like if you go into yeah. a room and you have your family there and you can affect maybe like, oh, I can affect like how my family feel, then that's a beautiful thing. And you guys are doing this on, on, a, on a scale now that's, you know, growing and growing and growing. But what, all I can say is please just enjoy it all. You will look back and, and I know this is the kind of thing is I'm living the life that I'm looking now before the baby, that I'm going to look back and go, oh, before the baby was the best time of my life. And then when I have the baby, I'm like, oh yeah, having the baby when it's a little, best time of my life. And then when it's a toddler, oh, this is the best time of my life. So right now for you, while you're studying, while you're doing media studies, while you're doing these exams, I know it's like probably a little like minds, but then it's like, dude, you will look back on this time. Remember when we were doing that podcast and it blew up and it was massive and we were studying and having a thing and we were oh, dating those girls and all that. And who knows whatever's going on in your life. It's just that thing of like, you'll look back on this time and it'll be the best time of your life. Damien, Damien, <laughs> have you ever tried motivational speaking? Because God damn it, you give me revelations and all kinds of things. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, the, well, the thing is, is like, I, I think I, what I realized was I'd always naturally done this in my day because when you're a child actor, what you notice is that you grow up with other child actors. And what happens with those child actors is a lot of the time they fall out of it. They'll mm. start, for, they, they, they might've got into it because their parents got them into it or they might, you know, feel the stresses of just like, okay, needing money or just like, oh, or, or just, you know, doubting yourself and all this kind of stuff. And so I'd always sort of been that friend that, that they would call to kind of get them back into acting, I feel. And uh, because I was so passionate about it. But then the hardest thing was a couple of years ago, I fell into the rut of that. It hit me where all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm useless. Uh, I don't know how to audition anymore. I, it's all self tapes. Why would anyone cast me? Like, like I, I'm, I'm not employable. All of these things were going through my head. And, and, and I had one or two, one, a couple of friends that slapped me out of it. And I, I got through and I'm so relieved that I did and I'll never go back there again because it didn't, yeah. it didn't serve me. And, uh, and really honestly, and if I can, if I can talk to your audience too, you can have whatever you want. You just have to be cor courageous enough to dream it. Um, yeah. You know, th things that I've dreamt of, I've achieved and things that I am dreaming of will come. And I know they will. And that's for you too, as, as well. Like whatever you want to achieve, however, however, however big you want this podcast to go, however big you want a talk show or whatever it is you want it, you want to achieve, uh, you, you guys can do it. Good to hear. <clears throat> Sorry, I know, I'm making... all that and you say good to hear. That's amazing to hear, man. That's fucking <laughs> no, 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 motivational speech, speech of the week. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thomas, guys, I, I, I know I'm making it hard for you to actually interview me because I don't think I'm a a answering any of your questions. I'm just rambling on that. Uh, no, on, no, on no, 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 no. This is, this um, is good. I think gen gen genuine conversation beats an interview oh, yeah. by a mile. I think that's why so, you know, like, like, Joe Jogan so big. Oh, well, that's right. I mean, he just goes with, I mean, does he have anything planned? I don't think he writes any questions down. I mean, he just, he just goes with it and people love him. But with you guys, like what, I mean with everything that you're studying now, where do you, where do you see yourselves? What, what are, what are the dream scenarios for you guys? Like, do you guys want to travel after you finish studying? Do you want to just like, what jobs are you interested in getting? Like, what, what do you want to do as a team? Do you want to create TV shows? Do you want to like, what do you want to do? 
Thomas, you want to go first? Well, we talk about traveling. Uh, this was yes. a three, this was a three person show. I'll be honest with you. Like this was yes. me, Jared, and our other friend Dara. Dara had to stop because um, he was about to start because he started college, but he had to move, and then there was no Wi-Fi in his house, and then he's also studying like marine biology, and he would, said he didn't really have the time to do this, which we get, you know. Yeah. But before that, yeah. on the show, we talked loads of times about uh traveling europe we had this, we have this big map like <laughs> we have this big like walk how were we gonna do it jared we were gonna get like electric skateboards and electric bikes and stuff like we're gonna do something something yeah. electrical oh 100 percent. man i'd watch and, that yeah <laughs> but uh yeah I, ideally doing this um yeah ideally this is like i have no no intention of stopping um we've done a crazy amount of episodes i don't see why it stopped um occasionally doing some film and tv stuff not acting i, I love behind the camera uh you know like the only time you ever see me in front of the camera i think would be like a louis Thoreau style documentary because i love documentary filmmaking so yeah. you never know yeah you never know and and guys i mean and this is the thing is i i i i did actually read that there was a third uh is it say dara your friend yeah. dara and um, I mean, and, and I, I totally get it. Like life, life, you know, things get busy. And I've had that many times with, with creative partnerships and, you know, you go in with someone and then they want to, they move or, or even similar. I could say that about myself. Like, you know, it, it's been hard. I think hardest on my family, hardest on my relationship of, of I was, you know, I, I met my now wife and then I went off to LA and we did long distance for like, like eight years, oh, wow. you know? And so oh. you, it, it just like, it's crazy that you sort of a bit we're on the other end of it and yeah. and like we're happier than we've ever been but it's wow. just that thing where it's like you, you fall into these places and sometimes you know th things you know it, it's hard if your friend got busy but it's like the, the best thing is you are doing it now right and yeah. and the sky is the limit so you guys are already doing it there's there's no need to stop and just like push yourself through every other time that you're just like yeah i, I think um I think let's try this other avenue let's go traveling now and let's Let's do a podcast on the road and yeah. interview people like on the road. And honestly, uh, I think what's key is, and, and I'll talk to your viewers and, and you guys too, is, is make sure because life is so busy that we actually forget to talk about what we want. Mm. And, and too often, and we, you know, like it's this thing of with politics, so many people just talk about that and that just takes over or what's going on, you know, in the sort of like general, or we talk about what's going on on TV, but we never with our friends rarely talk about what we want in the future. Like what, what we dream of. And even if it's talk, talking to yourself, you don't have to tell people this because of course, revealing your actual dreams is so revealing and makes you vulnerable and it, and it can be very dangerous. But honestly now, like I, 12 years ago, I happened to keep like a vision board, which is just a, a board of sticking up different things that I, yeah. I want to do and achieve. And then I just didn't do it for many, many years. And then I sort of slowly spiraled into sort of a dark place. And now that I'm out of that again, I, I do my vision board again. And that just every, every night before bed, I look at it and I, and I dream of like, you, you got to put those, those places, you know, like across Europe, like where do you, where, where, what countries yeah. do you see yourself in? Do you see yourself flying first class? Do you, what, you know, what, who, who, who do you want to interview? I mean, it's, it's going to be better people than me, right? So you want to like, 
picture those no. people, put those faces there. Is there no, hold on, David, can, David. Is there better? I'm, I'm not looking around. Is there better? I mean, I don't know. Well, thank you. Like, you know, listen, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not looking for compliments. We have a vision but... board, man. You're, you're number one up there. Like, I'll, I'll be <laughs> Thomas is writing up today, and he's like, "Oh, would I move like Conor McGregor and the boys?" Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, just go down up there, up the top, two, up the top." And then we have yourself there, number one. Yeah. And so the Pope yes. is number three. Yeah, the Pope like, is number yes. three. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you you were saying, uh, actually, I want to ask you two things. So you're asking us what we want to do, but you know. You got, you got a kid in the way, um, you know, you're happily married, you're an actor, and you've got all sorts of things you could do. What do you want to do? Well, man, I mean, really, it's the key of, I, I think what I realized, and a lot of actors out there may relate to this, but it's like, why do people act? Really, it's a strange thing. And, and when I was, you know, younger, you sort of, and then it comes to this thing of like, oh, well, you want fame and fortune really and to be honest i've seen that side and it doesn't bring you happiness Unless really you like some... like like a c-list actor uh you know even b-list <laughs> you're probably not gonna be making like a lot of money like I, we've spoken no. to actors who really are scraping by yeah that's right and 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 the thing is is like you might, might earn a big chunk of money on a show but then that's got to last you the in between you know so it's mm -hmm. kind of like you, you might get a great payday and then, and then it's got to sort of last you over, over the long term. And, and honestly, for me, like I've, I've earned a good chunk of money in my day. Um, but I tell you what, I was living like I was, I was worried about running out of it. And, and, this, and this was not a good way to live. And that honestly, right now that I have the least money that I've ever had since I was like 12, that it's this thing of like, like, I'm not, I'm not sort of like, you know, saying it for that reason. Like I was lucky enough I, I, to have a property and all that sort of stuff, but it's the thing where I'm my happiest now, even though we think that money will buy the happiness, it actually won't. It is a part of it and it will get you some things, but unless like mentally you're there. So for me, what I realized was that really, I just want to bring joy to people. Like, why, why do you want to do a podcast? Of course, it's notoriety, getting to interview great people, but it really is kind of, you want to be the escape. Well, you want people like in their car or at home, just chilling out to Tom and Jer, like, just, just like, just like kicking back and going, yes, this is what I need to unwind. Like I've had a stressful day. I just want to feel good. And these guys like make me feel great. And so that's, that's really all I want to do. And as, and it, like, certainly it is acting. But it's more just I just want to make people feel good now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to go back there with uh, why do the podcast? A bit of it is I love to talk to some of these. You know, I, I love to talk to people who've done interesting things. People who are the best in the world at what they do, so on. And you know, if I said, "Hey, Damien, um, big fan, uh, do you want to call later?" You'd probably say, "What the." fuck is going on here but if i said hey damon i uh, run a podcast i'd love to interview you on it of course you're gonna say it very clever it's very clever and and it is it's it's the saying that you know success leaves clues right and it's that concept of like whoever you admire their life leaves clues and if you follow some of those clues it can save you 10 years of them having to discover that mm -hmm. you know like joe with joe rogan like it's so funny when I remember everybody started talking about how like, oh my God, it's the greatest podcast Like, you've got to listen to it. And I was like, that guy from news radio, is he still around? What's he, you know, like that was like an old sitcom 
in like yeah. early 2000s. And I loved it. It was like one of my favorite shows on TV. And then I hadn't seen him for a while, even though of course he's a comedian and he was hosting Fear Factor. And this is the thing is like, he just kept chipping away. He just wants an audience. And as a comedian, that's, he just wants, you know, but he's into like, like, like into, you know, the fighting and sort of was a show caller and all that sort of stuff. Like he just wants to do a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to admire it that you just go, wow, like that's really what it's about. And you guys will be the same that yeah, podcast is one element of your lives. Mm. Like you, you're going to want to see the world. You're going to want to maybe do documentary filmmaking. You, you're maybe going to want to jump in front of the camera or behind it, whatever it is. It just be open, be open yeah. and just know that the people that you admire, like you can, you can probably, uh, you know, I, I don't know, use them as like a mentor and sort of say, well, yeah, what they've done. Great. I love it. And, and of course, yeah. great way to get people on the phone and actually have a chat. It's just to say, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. Do you want to be interviewed? And it's like, sure, yeah. easy. It's that easy. No, it tricks yeah. every time. No. But <laughs> gets every time. Don't even post this stuff. No. Nah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you could probably do that. That'd be really weird. Imagine you record saying, I, I have a podcast. And... Would you like to get on? And you say, yeah, but like it never goes up. That'd be awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Um, I mean, we've got yeah. podcasts that have never seen the light of day, but oh yeah, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> uh, but I, and I also, like, like, what 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 you want to do next? But you kind of went straight back to us. Oh, did I? Sorry. Okay. Yes. Well, what do what do I want to do next? Now, so so here's the thing, guys. Like like, and and you know, I wasn't really going to talk about this, but now I am. But it was just this Ooh. thing, right? That I was in LA for a very long time, and then I was like, okay, well. I sort of want, what, what do I want? What do I want? And I was working with this great friend of mine who was really successful on TV. And we were sort of like talking and, and we were like, well, she's sort of done the highest bar of television, the biggest you can get on Netflix and sort of all of the networks. Yeah. And we were like, well, what, what's, what's, what's next? And she was like, well, probably like something more like that. And it was like, well, what if we're setting the bar too low? Right. And so that's the danger in life that honestly, sometimes we set the bar too low. Mm. Now, so for my friend, we were like, well, what do we want for you? We want, we want franchise, but we want movie franchise. Right. And so, and so, and, and, and here's the thing as, as actors, often it's easier to believe in other actors than yourself. So I knew that I was like, yeah, you can easily do like massive movie franchises. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, she booked this big massive movie franchise and, and, She's now filming it, but it's this thing where you just go, oh my gosh, like we just looked at what we wanted to achieve. We said, well, why not dream big? And then we did. And then the weird thing was like, I hadn't done a movie since I was 19, right? Because I'd always had the stigma in my mind, like as you can guess from my energy, that I'm just like too, I, I'm like not film like, like material that I was just too, I'm, I'm, I'm TV, right? Cause I'd done a lot of TV and I was like, oh, I'm not really film. And then, and then once my friend had landed it, I was like, you know what? That's, that's inspired me. Like, and I want to do film as well. Like I would love to be in a film. And then out of nowhere, just like last week, I booked a film wow. and, and I'm filming next week. <laughs> so it's, it's this weird Congrats. thing. Thank you. Now I have not done a film since I was 19. I'm now 35. But the point was, is that what changed? Nothing changed. I shifted my my perspective of what i actually wanted and i allowed myself to dream big the old me would have said well that's not 
that's not really possible. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe my skin's not great for 4K or, oh, I don't think, you know, IMAX cameras would want to put, you know, my face up there. You know, it's just like all of these things you get in your own way. So coincidentally, that was something that I wanted to achieve, wanted to be a part of, and now I'm going to be. Now, I won't list what, what project it is yeah, yet no. until I'm on set because most, most, it's like those things of like, you don't really want to talk about it until you filmed it, it's in the can and it's out. Because then don't otherwise, you know, early. it's just kind of, yeah, don't, don't want to speak too early. You don't want to jinx it. But either way, it's the point that like, it's just like, like, where do I want to go? I'm now shooting for the moon. Like, you know, I, I've, I've come back from the States. I love America. Uh, you know, I love, you know, television. I, I just want to inspire people. I want to do all the fun stuff. I'd love to be a superhero. Like, you know, all, all, everything. It's, it's like, I, I so just want to get in role? front of us. The idea role. I guess the dream role would probably be something out of this world in, in the concept that there was no limits to how real you would have to play it. You know, and whether or not that would be like a Drop Dead Fred, you know, Rick Mail and Drop Dead Fred, where basically he's an imaginary friend and could do whatever he wants, you know, or, or even it's like, like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style, you know, where, where any animated or cartoon, like you can do whatever you want. You're not limited to, ah, oh, listen, I don't think you could get, you know, I don't know, you can't get that angry or you can't be that ridiculous or you can't enter from the ceiling or you can't, you know, backflip into frame, or you, I just really want to be creative. So really, I don't know. And that's the best thing with, with, with acting too, is that we all think we know what we want, but we really don't. Like actors just all want very broad, like, yes, we all want to be in the big massive movies and that's all fine, but it's, we just want, we just want to inspire lots of people and just, you know, and you never know where that might be. And it might come from, oh, wow, a little show over here or, or it might come, oh, this, <clears throat> this, this movie popped out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's kind of, it, it's funny, like the, the, the movies that really are the most passionate to actors usually don't make them any money, you yeah. know? So, it, but, but the, the ones that make them the most money might get them the most notice, but it's probably the least fulfilling for them, you know? So it's, it's kind of like, as long as you're just finding that, that, that balance and I, I, I personally, I don't know. I, ju I just want to work in that world. I'd love to work with the Muppets. You know, I'd love to work with Jim Carrey. You know, I'd love to, you know, work in the superhero world. Uh, like yeah. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Do you have anyway. any uh, superhero in mind, like a Marvel or DC uh, superhero or villain you'd like to play? Well, well, well here's the thing that, I, that I've sort of noticed. And uh, as a child, of course, you grow up and you're just like, yeah, like I, 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 I want to be Batman. And, uh, and so you grow up with that, but, but then what happens is you realize when they've been played by so many people, it is so hard to please anybody. Yeah. And, and what I find fascinating, especially with say even DC right now is that, is that often their side characters are doing better than their main ones. So, so you'll release like a wonder woman like, and why they haven't done that, like, way earlier, I don't know. But they'll do, like, you know, they'll do, you know, oh, Superman again, and then they'll do Batman, and then, oh, finally, we'll get around to a Wonder Woman. And then that does so well. It does better than, like, Superman versus Batman and Justice League. And then you release Aquaman, and then that does better than, than you know, Justice League. Or, and you think, oh, well, why, why would this is Superman versus Batman? Their names are in the title. Why wouldn't that do as well? But I think it's just, like, the same as that, like, Iron Man, Thor... 
Captain America. It was these superheroes that we actually hadn't really seen on the big screen yet. You know, we've seen Spider-Man three times, you know? So yes, they're all great, but it's just that thing of like, it, it gets hard. So I think for any young actor, you probably don't want to have to live up to a, a certain character by playing something that's already been played. Like people, you know, Shazam, Deadpool, like we haven't seen these guys. And I mean like, you know, Hugh Jackman, you know, sticking with the Wolverine for many, many years. And isn't it hilarious? I mean, it's remarkable that I think his best Wolverine was Logan, the last one. Oh, that was and good. That was really good. It was, it was so good. But, and also you go, wow, how did that happen? Like he stuck with it that long through all ups and downs. You do three like X-Men movies. Then you go and do the, the prequel, like origin stories. And then you come back for the sort of like prequel X-Men's. And then, you, and then, you know, anyway, it's um, how it all comes full circle. And it'll be hard for someone to play Wolverine now. You know, it was great for Margot Robbie to be Harley Quinn because what a great character. Like, a, a beautiful character. That movie got a lot of but, flack, but she did. I, I, I seen that movie in cinema. I loved it. Listen, she's fantastic. And she's perfect as Harley Quinn. I can't picture anyone else as Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as she booked that role, it was like, oh, it's beautiful. Because look, like, how hard is it when you go, okay, well, listen, Jack Nicholson was the Joker, right? And you're like, how can you beat that? And then Heath Ledger was the Joker. And like, trust me, he wasn't around to see people love him doing the Joker. He just got the reviews of like, why would you cast Heath Ledger? It was Jack Nicholson. Like, that's the worst casting in the world, right? But the same thing happened with Michael Keaton with Batman. They all thought that was terrible casting. And then so, and then he wasn't around to sort of see, he won an Oscar for The Dark Knight. And then of course, then Jared Leto, who I thought was actually brilliant as the Joker, right? But he was in a movie that, sort of like no i thought he was brilliant i just think they didn't give him much like screen time and i thought like why wouldn't you have just made it like a harley quinn joker movie like you know what i mean like why not just like go a bit you know they had a lot of characters that they had to sort out sure Suicide Squad. reprising his role as the joker in the is. DC film. is he yes yeah I think it, I think it might well, be you see that? Movie. I'm not sure though. I could be wrong in saying. Interesting, that. interesting. Well, also because then, then it's cause you go, okay. Well, Jared Leto, who I really liked, because once again, it was a different interpretation. Mm. It doesn't have to be like Heath's or, or 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 Jack Nicholson's. And then of course, then you go Joaquin Phoenix. Now he comes in and wins an Oscar. You know, so all of a sudden, the Joker, a DC villain, has won two Oscars. Right, Heath Ledger and now Joaquin. And you go, wow, like it, it's kind of remarkable but then i mean who you know jared jared's coming back again to do the i mean good on him but it's like it's a tough market to like like play around in yeah yeah um especially when you've like two people who played it so perfectly mm. um yes like, i don't know what you thought about joker but i thought that was just such an amazing amazing movie oh it's fantastic but but also here's the thing that I was going to say just briefly that, that really like, listen, it's, it's a remarkable movie. Um, but really for me now, what I'm trying to do is watch a lot of things that inspire me. And at the same time, I am taking note that when movies are drastically depressing, because to be honest, when we watch a lot of like, there's so many um, post-apocalyptic shows on air right now. Yeah. Right. And we all love them. They're so much fun to watch, but they always like, you always leave feeling like, yeah, that's where we're headed. Oh, life is not great, you know. And so with the Joker, you know, sort of with the ending, you're like, yeah, the world is a mad place. It's all chaotic. There seems to be no hope. 
but we have to remember it's just a movie right so like, yeah. like we can love the joker you know he can shoot the you know the, the you know De Ni oh, I, I, I shouldn't give away endings um but it's just that thing of like it's an amazing movie enjoy it for what it is enjoy the performances but just know that it's just a movie don't let it like bring you down because even some of these big big things that we watch and they're like amazing they are super depressing like like i'm not sure if you guys have watched handsmaid's tale i have seen a couple no, of uh, i have watched whole thing. I, like my mom watches it no. and i'll be there sometimes yeah but and the, and, the, and the thing is like it's it's beautifully shot it's like incredibly acted it's so well directed this whole show is beautiful but every time an episode ends as a man you're like oh god men are terrible and like i just die what are we doing with our lives and we need to like like honestly you have such terrible remorse for what the characters have done which is great because the whole idea of the show is to make you feel and that's what movies and tv are supposed to do make us feel but to be honest as long as we can watch something enjoy it and then let it go and that's what like watching the politics should be like watch it they said this okay let it go i've got my life now i've got my family i've got things yeah. i i, I want to get done i don't want to oh watch it bring it grab it talk about it and then just kind of like fester in this sort of like because there's so many good shows that are depressing and there's so much news that is depressing and just what i'm trying to say is don't let it suck you in and make you depressed really yeah I, I think that probably is an actual thing mm. when people surround themselves in negativity they could fall into a dark place and you know it's it's easier to fall into it than to get out of it it is oh it's so hard to get out of it because once you're in it you you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel and also it, it is you know i i like to treat life like a youtube algorithm if it's like law of attraction right it's like if you are you know what you eat you are what you say and you are what you hear and you are what you see right and it's this idea of like if you look at your youtube algorithm or even facebook for that it they, those algorithms are so smart but that's life right if you only watch cute little puppy videos or like you know or like people tripping over on youtube youtube will just give you more of it right it will just keep pumping that toward because that's what you or it's not judging you it's just saying this is what you want the same thing with like dark things or awful videos or terrible like you know like definitely like i've gone down that route of like conspiracy theories too right where it's just that idea of like and then the algorithm picks that up and just says oh if, that, if that's what you want here's more of it and life does exactly the same thing so honestly when i was like oh man like like i'm running out of money all of a sudden it's like oh then i was running out of money if, if that's what you want that's what you get and then it's like oh you know like i'm not great at auditions it's like oh okay that's what you'll get and then it's like oh life is depressing okay sure that's what we'll just give you and and facebook knows how to market to you and life knows how to market to you as well so it's so key that if you do see something that you don't like you just say okay listen i i i I appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate the your opinion, but you know what? I, I'm going to use that to like look over here and, and be happy. So be careful of what algorithm you're getting fed from YouTube, Facebook, and life. Have you watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix? Yeah, when you started no, talking about Facebook, oh, I was going to ask. You should watch it. It is scary. You'd like it. You'd how like smart it. the algorithm I, is. I, it, like, it, it's not run by people. It's run by a machine. 
and the machine is teaching itself. It's, it's like, and it, it forms these bubbles and extreme groups accidentally. Accident, I, I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. I haven't seen it. I definitely need to watch it. I've heard about it, but it, it, it really is. And, and, it's, and, and listen, we can't fault it. And like the news and like wh why I, 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 I won't blame anybody, right? Because blame doesn't actually work is that you can't blame Facebook because all they want to do is sell ad space yeah. to make money to build a bigger company, right? They're not any one entity. They're not like a dark person sitting behind or, or YouTube, same thing, or the news. The news just wants to sell ad space. And who do they sell ad space to? You can only sell it if they watch. And how do you get them to watch? By scaring them. Because yeah. Like, uh, if honestly, yeah. Uh, have you seen Nightcrawler? Yes, I have. That's yes, like the that's plot of that movie. movie. <laughs> that is. And, and, and I mean, his, I mean, that is such a, an incredible movie. And, and it shows exactly how it works. That whole idea of these chases, these cameramen going out to chase and what they'll do for the story. And it really is that. And, it, and it's just people, you know, want to work up in their careers. And, and especially you build an algorithm, uh, you know, for Facebook or social media to create the avatar of who you are on how they can market to you. And, and, you know, technically they're not listening, but we know they are because it's either showing up in our emails or they've, they've you know, like the adverts of like, man, I, I mentioned the word donut. And now all of a sudden, all I'm getting advertised yeah. is like donuts, like yeah. constantly. Uh, constantly being recommended podcast gear, constantly. <laughs> yes, like yes, new microphones right. and stuff everywhere. Yeah, because they hear you talking about it. They see you write it. And listen, it's not any one person. It's just so that they can hook up seller to demand you know and and that's yeah. you know and, and sometimes of course it works in our favor when all of a sudden out of nowhere we're like oh my that is exactly what i want like how yeah. did it know i didn't know that invention existed actually i hate i hate it do you know who Con conor mcgregor is <laughs> yeah of course i do yeah well, i got an ad for his his whiskey today and i was like i actually wouldn't mind getting that sometime I was like, no no, yeah. no 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 it's a machine have you had it <laughs> no i haven't had it it's nice it's nice it's, uh, yeah, I think it's people who haven't had it say it's terrible. No, no, no. I've, I, I've had it. Because <laughs> I don't like the, the guy. Like, if, if Trump made a whiskey today, it could be the best one on earth, and you'd say, tastes terrible. <laughs> um, but then, but then the, the weird thing is, it, you know, there'd still be people buying it. Like, really, it's, oh, it's like these funny things. religious about it. it, it depends. Yeah, that's like, right. The Rock's selling his... Uh, what's The rock selling at the moment? He's selling, is it gin? Is it alcohol is he the rock yeah he has his own uh alcohol company what's it called again i don't know that he sells it's no i think tequila he sells Ryan tequila. Reynolds, eh? oh tequila right Ryan Reynolds does his whiskey yes yeah yeah well he's gin, people love it just my, it's him. yeah like i'm obsessed i like my i love tequila in general that's actually all i drink like oh not not that's all i drink i drink water too in life <laughs> and like you know but but it's just that thing of like i if i'm drinking alcohol tequila and Casamigas, which is the George Clooney tequila. Um, it's such an easy sipping one because like in the defense of tequila, what usually happens is everyone starts on beer or, or, or other spirits. And then at the end of the night at one or two in the morning, they're like shots of tequila and it's usually very cheap stuff. And so they down that and then everything wants to come up and they blame that last drink. But honestly, if you get a good tequila 
and and at, with like maybe soda water and lime or something and drink it all night, man, you are the life of the party. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm selling my own tequila now. <laughs> Maybe you should. Um, yeah, we're, Maybe we, I should. We have this kind of problem in Ireland as well. Um, and it ruins local businesses. Um, you know, everyone, people in Ireland like to drink. That, that's a fact. Uh, not as bad as we make it out to be, but it is, a, it is a thing. So people go out, they get shit-faced. They, they, and on the way home, you normally get a chipper. So you normally get like a bag of chips, a battered sausage, something. And so people will end up like getting food from these places and they'll puke out everything from their stomach. And then they'll say the next morning, it's a dodgy chipper. Awesome. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then people, people go on like, oh yeah, that, that one, I got sick from that one. I got food poisoning from that one. Uh, so then like they go towards another one. Like our, our, my, my town at the moment is being dominated by one of them. Uh, because the rest all get food poisoning, apparently. Oh, no. Classic. But you notice the ones then, that are getting the shit are the ones right beside the pubs. Yes, <laughs> of course they are. They're the quickest and easy. They're open at that late, and then all of a sudden their, their demographic disappears, and they're like, why aren't people shopping here anyway? Because they're getting blamed. And it's yeah. never, it's usually something internal. And, uh, oh, man, I can, I can only imagine. But... Um, how did we get on that topic? What were we talking about? We were talking well, about Skiller. No what were we talking about? Um... My, my questions for you today were, uh, I can't get to them now, but you know. <laughs> no, I know. I don't think there's any, I think we've run out of time. I mean, but, uh, it's... I mean, we can make this like a whole day thing if you want, man. But when like... you started acting, yeah. <laughs> uh, your experience on the Elephant Princess set, uh, Neighbours, uh, your favorite genre of film, your acting methods, what Australia's been like during COVID, um, Oh, yeah, you got an award for um, Hollywood Hitman. That was really cool. Um, what you want to do? Actually, we got that question. Um, starting acting, we got that one too. And one, one of my favorite questions I ask, is the last one here, is a role you lost out on. Like, like, a, like a well, big role you lost out on, if you have one. I mean, no, I, listen, it's not... Here's the thing is like... It's not like a big role... On really yeah. yeah well there you go and i mean it, it's certainly i don't have any story like that what i what the way the hard thing is is auditions are different auditions are something in itself right and if you imagine it it's kind of like kind of saying if i asked you boys like oh like who's that girl you just missed out on right you know it's like dating that that it's that concept of like it's a mutual thing, right? So it's not like it's like, oh, well, I almost settled down and married her, but all I needed was for her to go on a date with me. You know what I mean? It's like different. It's like you can have a crush on a girl, her never know it, and it, that relationship never flourished because you never did anything, right? So okay. an audition is similar in that, A, maybe you get the date, right? Maybe you get the date, but then maybe they don't call you back. Or maybe you get a couple of dates, and then all of a sudden they start dating someone else out of nowhere. And you're just like, oh, okay, I guess just not interested in me. So it's acting is very similar to that in that you don't own anything. You don't like with any role you audition for, you're just lucky to be in the pool. It, it's like if, if say there was like this gorgeous girl that everyone at the school wanted to date. And then you were just like, I'm just glad that I was standing in a row and she got to choose out of one of us. Because I was at least in the row. Does right? this happen I, in Australia? 
Yeah, yeah, all the time. No, 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 not at all. Well, it does if, if, you, if, you, if you watch The Bachelor, which just makes reality look so terrible. When we go and, to I mean, choose it, an interview, every time you see uh, stuff like Are You The One, uh, The Bachelor, the, like Bachelorette, um, every time I skip, I'd, I, I'd, I'd, if you were the kind of person to want to get on that show, I don't think I want to have you on this show. And it's no, and, and well, the hard thing is with those shows is, and, and because people think they're real, but they're not real. But, but what's so clever is they're not really actors, yet they're so smart at what they need to feed mm. to give the show what they, you know. So the women will, will all act terribly because they know that's what the show wants, but they don't care because they're like, oh, well, I'm going to kind of get a bit of fame out of it. Um, and, and some definitely do want to start acting and that's their, that's their foot in the door and, and yeah. sure, reality can can introduce people to that, but it's um honestly it's that thing of like yeah like I've dude I've auditioned for plenty of stuff like most actors will audition for a whole array, but then it always works out. I mean I I remember hearing the other day that Christian Bale auditioned for Robin, in in like Batman Forever, yet you go oh it's, but at the same time you know it was kind of like they were auditioning a lot of other stars. Chris O'Donnell of course got to play Robin. But, but Christian Bale wasn't at that point where he could be, and then he comes on and, and he's Batman. So it always kind of like, eventually, like if you just keep looking at where you're going, it can always come back. And like with most of these things now, the funny thing is, is, is they're always making another Star Wars. They're always making another Spider-Man. Like the, oh, your, your mate who, who, almost, who, so who, who almost, yeah, that's right. Like, like and, and the hard thing is, and I, like I know this, right? Is that I've had friends and it's like, it's their dream uh, to like be in a Star Trek, right? And then every time a new Star Trek comes out as a Trekkie fan from the 90s, they hate it. So they're like, oh, I really want to be on this next one. It would mean the world to me. And then it comes out and they're like, oh, it's awful. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but isn't that funny? It's like this concept of what we think we want. And trust me, it's like that idea of we think we know what we want, but then when you get it, it won't actually be, because it's not like, like, if you grew up loving Batman, getting to be Batman now is not going to be the Batman because you might have loved Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're not going to, I mean, unless you're then in the flash and then Michael Keaton's coming into the flash, which I can't even believe that they <laughs> got Michael Keaton to agree to that. Mm. But it, it's, it's those concepts where, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you say missed out, but not really because I just see it as like, it's got to be mutual. And to be honest, for me, I know it's like, it's law of attraction. Like if you've attracted the audition, that's a great opportunity, but you also have to attract the other, are you ready? It's like, because of course, if you land the big role, you have to be ready. And I've seen many movies with somebody in it that I'm like, wow, how did they, who is this? They've just come from nowhere. Yeah. Um, and and I'm just like, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to know where their career is gonna go after this. And then sometimes it doesn't blow up the way you think it would. Yeah. So sometimes being like that answer of, oh, that specific role or that specific movie or this thing, this will change it all. You don't know. Yeah. You have no idea. Like these things can come out of nowhere. Tr trust me, when they filmed Twilight, did they think that they were all going to be as famous as they were? No. I mean, yeah, when they when they filmed Harry Potter, they knew they were all probably going to be m movie stars and Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But, but even still, it's like, you know what's hard is like, I love Game of Thrones so much, but the pressure that would be on every single person that's in the prequel Game of Thrones, because everyone's going to be judging it based on the, it's like, it's like, you know, Christian, Hayden Christensen coming in to like play Anakin Skywalker for the prequels. Like that poor guy will be so judged on those prequels that he's walked away from acting 
And even Jake Lloyd, the other Anakin, doesn't act any. And you go, I'm just devastated. I hope they're not acting because they don't want to, as opposed to just fans or or haters yeah. that just, you know, grow up with an old Star Wars and then want something new. And then even like, here's the thing, I watched the latest Star Wars. I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they did them as good as they could do. Like, what do you want? Like, they're epic. They're action packed. Like, what we don't want to know what's going to happen we don't want to just be like oh yes they're the son or daughter of this person and oh this battle and this will happen and like we want surprises yet we're never happy when we get them so i I honestly i'm fascinated with people and and how people get so disappointed with things that they've wanted for forever yeah well i disagree with you slightly on that one i I, I, (laughs) I grew up on the prequels i thought they were cool yeah Um, oh dude oh well there you go yeah listen and don't get me wrong, but I don't like the, love the, the prequels. <laughs> oh, but you don't like the sequels, yeah. And 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 that's the thing. And here's the thing: the great thing of it's personal taste, mm. right? So it's it's that thing of like, of course, it, it, it's it's there's things in my childhood that I grew up nostalgia that I'm gonna absolutely swear by and love. And then people watch it and be like, that's actually quite terrible. Like it's actually not good. But you just go, yeah. But that's that's just opinions. We're that's all allowed it. But it's, it's <laughs> that's just but, like but your it's opinion, also, man. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's just your opinion, but the hard thing is, is I never want it to, the opinion shouldn't affect or brutalize the young actors in these shows, like in the new yeah. Star Wars. Like they shouldn't all have to leave Twitter or Instagram or shouldn't all like, you know, all of it, like where you I just hear sort does. of like- What's his name? The guy yeah. that played Joffrey in Game of Thrones? I'm pretty sure he yeah. stopped acting because of, well, Man. You know, it's Joffrey, you know, but like it, it, it just tells you how good of an actor if you hate him so much. That, that if you like, hate him, message him. And I would love to meet him because it's that concept that that's what that show was. Like so many characters in that show you were supposed to hate and you hated so much and you couldn't wait for them to die. And then when they died, you were like, and what Game of Thrones is very clever of doing, <clears throat> as soon as they, they killed Joffrey, then they brought in, uh, who was like that? Who oh, was that other Ramsey. Like, Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Bolton. They bring him and you're like, ah! He's awful and he's worse. And when will he die? And then when he dies, you're like, who else? And then all of a sudden they 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 turn characters that that you used to hate. And then all of a sudden, like like Kingslayer, like you know, in the first couple of episodes, you hate him. And then towards the end, you sort of love him. And then it's kind of it's this weird, you know. Anyway, it's it's um I, yeah, like I love when shows do that. Mm. But I just certainly know that uh, the you know the actors in them. It's we have no idea what people are going through in their life. And and I just I I just hope people give them slack because trust me, you know, with Robert Pattinson playing the next Batman, he's got all eyes on him. Yeah. You know, and, and anyone coming into any Marvel universe thing, I mean, and, and look at Marvel in the concept of like, how did they get bigger and better? They just did if Infinity Wars and Endgame. And now they've got like, an, like, how do you get bigger and better than those? Like, you, like it is so like, Kevin yeah. Feige has done amazing things with that studio, but the hard thing's going to be, there's going to be a point where they're going to start not being as good because they've already done 20 that are great. Yeah. But all of a sudden people will start to jump off the, and get angry and be like, what are they doing? They're not saying true to the, this is not what we used to, you know, or they have to get more and more expensive each time. And then all it takes is a box office bomb and then Disney's out of money. And then all of a sudden they can't make anymore. So it's, um, you know, it, it's, uh, we just, we just want people creating, creating great stuff. We want cinema to survive. And, uh, you know, post COVID, I know everyone's going to rush out to the movies. People are watching so much TV right now. Like I our industry. I my anniversary at home. It was terrible. Oh, 
Oh, sorry. Hang on, I just lost you for a sec. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Hang on. And and is he back? Return of the Mac. Here we go. Sorry, guys, I lost you. My headphones died. Return of the day. And he's back. But sorry, you had to keep your state, have your anniversary at home, did you say? Yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. How long have you guys been together? Uh, three years. Beautiful, beautiful. How long and how did you guys your, meet? It's at school. Wife. Yeah, school. Uh, look at us trying, trying, trying to interview each other. But uh, <laughs> uh, we've been together for like eight and a half years. Uh, maybe coming on nine soon. Thank you. But but like I said, I mean, it was it was probably not um not eight, I said that earlier. Eight years long distance. It's probably more six years long distance. But but here's the funny thing. And talking about manifestation is just like, you've got to be careful what you wish for. Because when we first met, I kept saying, listen, you know, like I'm going overseas. Like I don't want long distance. Like I don't want long distance. It's not going to work. I don't want long distance. And what happened? Long distance. I kept saying it. Right. And I got what I asked for. And, and, and often, and actually when I was in my darkest point, and this comes back because my parents were divorced and um, had been married a couple of times. And so I, my whole, when I was dating people, I was always like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, settling down is hard because I, I don't want to get divorced. I don't want to get divorced. I don't want to get divorced. And I yeah, kept That's terrifying. Saying, the idea of getting divorced is absolutely terrifying. But the, but the worst thing is it stops you from even considering like, like settling down because you're yeah. worried about this other thing. So for me, I kept saying divorce and until it, like in my dark, once I shook myself out of this dark place, and then all of a sudden I started saying, no, well, I want a long and happy marriage. I want a long and happy marriage. I want a long. And, and then all of a sudden our relationship bloomed. Now it wasn't because from, from like her side, it was because of me internally. All of a sudden I was more open. I could be more honest and I could. And then all of a sudden I was like, yo, I want to marry this girl. I'm going to have a long and happy marriage with this. You know, I want to be the father of her children. Like all of these things changed because of how I phrase things. Now we think that we're just like, oh, if I say I don't want to get divorced, that'll help me from getting divorced. That's really not, you got to say what you want. And if you want the success and you want the happiness or you want the long lasting something, talk about that. Don't talk about the opposite of it. Motivational speaker. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I'm serious. But, I mean, you guys have not genuine. Have you ever done it before? No, I haven't. I haven't. And uh, but, uh, like, but um, it, it's this thing where, so like what, like, like, like Jared, you, you're like three years in, right? Three years into your relationship. And, and that's kind of like, especially one of those challenging times because three years in is usually like an evaluation period. Mm. And I don't, she's probably watching. So I, we can't go too much into it, but it's just that concept of it's like that thing of really the key is for you, all you want is a, is a long and happy relationship, long and happy relationship. And all you have to do is really focus and say that. And whether it's with her, that that's not your concern. Like we hope it is because you're already happily with her and all that sort of stuff. But it's just that thing of often we're like, Oh, is this the one? Is it, is it just look at the end goal? Like what's the end goal that you want? And so it, it, it's not about all of these like small little chapters of what, where it fits in. You just want, a long and happy relationship, someone that understands you in a great time. And, and we hope it's this girl. If it is fantastic. Uh, if it's not, then, then, you know, it'll all work out. Well, you're hoping, you're hoping. 
Um, but, but so yeah. Thomas, Thomas, you, Thomas, you haven't said enough. I, I want to know more about you, Thomas, because you, you seem like you, you're, you're, you're in charge of this pocket you produce, right? So you're in charge of a lot of this. So Thomas, I want to know, like, like you're obviously doing me media studies um, and you're like, what's your family dynamic? How many, how many brothers and sisters have you got? Uh, a sister, like one. They're in, they're in transition year, which in Ireland is like a, it's a year before your um, junior exams between your, so between your junior exams and your senior exams. So she's in that right now. She's like, right. Gap okay. year, but you, you're, you're still in school kind of thing. Yes. And you're still doing exams. So you're still, oh, yeah. you know, studying and, and, and working. And I mean, it's hard. I, listen, I, you know, I, I definitely feel for you guys as well, as well as, you know, your family that studying right now, when really school for me was the social aspect of going in and seeing everybody. And if you only get to go in for two hours a week on a Friday, um, or even just having to study by yourself and then do exams like there's nothing fun about that and then getting exams done and not being able to go out and celebrate yeah <laughs> you know like getting an essay done today all day and then having to do a podcast but it seems like you guys want to do that so that's all good but otherwise like it's that, that concept of getting that essay done going out and celebrating so transition years we don't we, like what year level is that in australia we don't really have that i don't uh, know what that's called that'd be, that'd be like you would be years. about 16 17 Oh, okay. 16, 17 years of age. Like right? me, and yeah. did. me and Jared did. It's called TY. We did that together. You know, like we were in the same. I don't think we class. talked at all until we did TY. I guess uh, we kind of did. We had woodwork. Yeah. We had, together. We had, but that was, that was kind of it. Yeah. No. But like we, we were in the same class for TY. So I guess we kind of like, we got a bit closer then. We started chatting more often. You know, like played video games together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny it, it's it's honestly the best friendships are organic yeah like i i have such a great friend uh that i and the weird thing is about neighbors uh if, if any of your followers watch it um it, sure it's do. the concept it's the concept where you just go like i have some of my closest friends in my life from that show and i worked on it like 13 years ago mm. and it's just kind of this funny thing but i have friends from that show uh, one of my closest friends deach and lackman um, where we didn't actually know each other on the show at all. Like we worked together, we, we never had scenes together, but we were always kind of in the green room, sort of knew each other, sort of similar ages, but didn't really sort of, you know, I wasn't really a social body as yeah. well. Like I never really went out. I would just do the show, go home and sleep. Like that was my life. Like I just loved acting and sleeping. Uh, that was my two loves. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good combination. I see, I see you did a Q and A with, uh, is it Stefan Dennis? Yes. Yeah. Paul Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen that interview or the Q and A you guys did from uh, Neighbours, and uh, well, it was kind of cool to see. I was really lucky enough to get to go back for the 35th anniversary. They'd asked me for the 30th, but I was away and I couldn't do it. But it was um, it was a dream to go back, mainly for the aspect that it was getting to see all of these people that I remember and I have such fond relationships with, that and also even crew as well. And to go back and it was just as beautiful as I remembered that that was sort of like, at least that tick. It's, it's sometimes when they say like, Ooh, you know, it's, it's like, you don't want to meet your heroes because often they'll let you down. It's also like, sometimes if you have such a fond memory of something, um, it's also like that thing of like exes as well. It's like, you'll have fond memory of exes and, and the dangerous of like getting back together with them because you think it's actually better than what it was. Yeah. Like it ended for a reason. But the reason it's, you know, the reason they're an ex is, is because it didn't work out, but you have such fond memories of it that you're like, oh, well, that, you know, like would that have, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But 
it's, you know, Neighbours was one of those experiences that going back was just, it just, it made everything just really, really, it was like, like fulfilling and it just, you know, completed that little chapter of my life, like really nicely. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's a, it's a cool show. Um, one, one thing, you, cause you're an actor and I, I've had this kind of joke with a few other actors of how good the food is on set. Is, is, yeah. that, is that a thing in Australia? Like the of food course, on set of course. is just amazing it's, for no reason. For no reason. I mean, the, it's, it's craft services, uh, they call it in the States and just basically catering. It's always, I mean, you, you're always stocked lunch. And the weird thing is, I don't know what it is and maybe other actors can attest to this, but if you wake up early and, and you, you have a big breakfast usually on set too, and then you're sort of on set, you know, between like seven to maybe like 12.30, and which isn't even that long, that's a regular amount of time. You are more starving by lunchtime than you've ever been in your life. And it's only been like a matter of like four or five hours. Yet you are so stuck. Now, I don't know if that's just because when you're using your mind and you have to focus and you're like paying close attention and you're trying to be on all the time, that maybe yeah. that makes you more hungry, but definitely. I mean, the food, the food is incredible. Uh, certainly dangerous because it, um, you know, if, if you're not, you know, getting in the right kind of like exercise re regime, then you're eating oh. way more calories than you're actually burning. Cause you're waiting around on set all day and you're just eating all day and then you're not, you know, yeah. It's so yeah. It, that, that can be a little bit dangerous. I had a wonderful experience on set of the last jewel where we, uh, we're just constantly eating, like you're saying. So it was like, pots of lamb stew, uh, Irish breakfast in a pot, like it's just, just unreal stuff. And then there was tea and biscuits at all times. Yes. And, you know, we're dressed up as like English and French soldiers. So it looked kind of ridiculous. It, it just looked, not, not kind of, actually it just looked fully ridiculous. A yes, bunch of it is ridiculous. Hanging around, fully decked out, sipping their cup of tea and Having, having a little packet of biscuits uh, and they were, they were all like single serving packets of biscuits because of COVID. Oh, was, right. Of course. It was uh, an experience. Definitely. But, but definitely uh, act, food acting is a weird thing in itself. And especially like when you're all in costumes, like if anyone was looking from the outside and going, what are they doing? Like they're all dressed up in a different time period. Right. And then they're all, it's, it's kind of, you know, why everyone went nuts with that coffee cup on the game of Thrones set. Yeah. Because it was that kind of that concept of you just like, yeah, because they're all just actors, they're all just people and they're all just like, you know, sitting around drinking their coffee and then they're acting all tough and like, you know, like a dragon <laughs> goddess. There was you know, a, it's uh, like in the last scene, Jared, um, there was a coffee cup in one of the scenes. Yes, <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen, oh, I, I think, it. has a, a, a craft set, yeah, like craft, craft service uh, coffee cup on set. And of course it went, viral and everyone mm. screenshotted it and then even gay i mean the clever thing with hbo is that they're, they're so quick they went through and removed it again so any other streaming of it or or that kind of thing um it's gone now uh which which they can do now in movies um but those movie bloopers used to always be there and uh, i always found them so fascinating and they're always so fun to watch movie bloopers too um especially when they make make the final cut but uh so, so, so Tom, sorry, let's get back to, so your, your family in that, uh, where, so you guys only started talking in like woodwork, right? Yes. Which is where you met before that. But what were you like, what, what were you excelling in woodwork or when you say media studies, like, what are you guys doing? Are you making films or like what, what, what kind of like, what, what, 
things do you love doing? Well, uh, woodwork wasn't for me. I just kind of did it because I didn't want to do business. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I think I did home economics, which is food. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I like did home economics food. as well. I excel in yes, home economics. I excelled in home economics. It was my thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd always cook way too much rice. They're like, oh, you only need like half a cup, and I'm like, no, 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 two cups. You need, you need and then like you like eat the rice. You'd be like, oh my gosh, there's more rice than I've ever eaten. Like, this is too much rice. It expands so big. I can't even believe it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, uh, we're going to the media. I don't know. We started doing the podcast around during COVID. And at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was going to do an arts degree. I was going to do like politics at the time. But then I thought... A politics um, arts degree. Or, or is that two separate degrees? Uh, no, you do politics through arts. So it's one of the subjects you pick. You know, I don't know if arts is different around the world, but art, arts in Ireland is you pick like, like you could pick philosophy, maths and politics, and that would be an arts uh, degree. But uh, I was wow. going to do like politics and like history or something. But I thought, you know, this would be more fun. I just want to have fun. Yeah. 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 Life is about having fun instead of doing things that we think we have to do. And that's, that's the hard thing that we're, we're very lucky in Australia. And I'm sure you guys will find it the same that after, after you finish school, like, will they not most likely like once, once Aussies finish school, they're like entice you to go explore the world. Yeah. You know, I know there's so many Irish in, 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 in Australia, mm. you know, it's like that thing of like post-school. It's like, yeah, go traveling, go see, go see the world. And so many settle down here. Only for COVID. Of course, of course. But that, that will ease up. But make sure that you don't miss that year. Even if it's like pushed a little bit later, wait till the flights come down again. Make sure you don't let this affect you. I know it's just, it's, it's affecting everything right now, of course. Yeah. But do not miss that chance to go like, go explore, go, you know, go Canada, go America, go wherever you want to see, go New Zealand. Like there's so many, you know, uh, incredible places. You can go to Thailand and Bali and it's, I, I don't know, wherever you want to go. I was supposed to go to the US. Uh... Me and my dad were going to go over to Ohio, see my uncle. You know, when like, was this? So you have family over there. When was this? Was this now, this year? During COVID. Uh, we were supposed to go oh, there yeah. for, we were supposed to be there for 4th of July, actually. Ah, oh, so man. see all the fireworks that I was going to, you know. <laughs> it's, it's what it is, you know. Yes, I mean, no one, no one knew that it would ever be like this. It all thought it was just going to breeze over. I was, I was in America when it all kind of hit. Yeah. And I'd flown from Australia. And at that point, America wasn't letting anyone coming from China in yet. You know, at that point it was like, if you'd been in China for two weeks or two weeks prior, you couldn't come or something like that. Yes. And, um, and so we'd started to see like, oh, they're starting to like screen things. And then when I flew from LA back to Australia and we had to do a, like a hotel quarantine for two weeks here, um, literally the airport, LAX, like Los Angeles airport, empty. I've never seen it like this. It was like, it was like end of the world stuff that you can't even pick. Like if a movie wanted to film, at LAX with it empty, it would cost them like, you know, like $30 million for like three hours of, of time, you know, and couldn't believe it that uh, this place was so bare and there pretty much was one plane and that was going to Australia at that exact time. There was no, no one at security. So you just went straight through security, which is just unprecedented. Um, so yeah, these hard things of trying to get to America or, or going traveling, it's, I could only imagine it's, it's, right in the hot spot, but I have no doubt that maybe even your family is going to want to visit you uh, once this all eases, because, because trust me, people are sitting on money now. I mean, I know not everyone can work, which is kind of hard, but yeah. people aren't spending like they used to. 
all year round. Like we're not going out buying drinks, you know, every other day. Um, so we're like, we're flying less for sure. So, you know, I was flying to the States. I've probably been to the U S like 50 different times, um, in my life. And so you go, okay, well, that's all going to back up and people are going to want to explore again. People, this is a beautiful, beautiful planet. There's 7 billion people, which is a lot of people. And they're all a little bit different and the cultures, and it's so important that we still see cultures. So I, I, I certainly don't want to, this pandemic to scare people from traveling because that's, that's not what this is about. We've got to make sure that we keep the world small and so that we can keep visiting everyone and make sure that we all get to know because as soon as you meet someone from the other side of the world, you fall in love with them and realize that they're not what we see on news or yeah. what we're told about that kind of like, whatever. Had a similar experience pretty pre recently. We interviewed a guy. What was that? <laughs> sorry, that was, that was a cough. Sorry, it was, uh, sorry, it was probably it was pretty nice. Extreme silence. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very, <laughs> yourself on how quiet your coughs are. Yeah, congrats on that one. Respect. Oh, thank you. They must love oh, it thank you. I, I thought I didn't do it well. That's why it all stopped the interview. It was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What was Congratulations. That? Kind of like... <laughs> I applaud you, but then I think this would be weird. Go on, Jared. Uh, I, we interviewed a guy um, from India uh, mm. pretty recently, and he's an artist. And, you know, when you're saying meeting people from around the, from the other side of the world and so on, you know, it was a really eye-opening experience. They, like, they, there's people from India in Ireland. You know, that's, that's not like I've never met someone from a different place. But he was, he was living there and he broke the social norm where he lives anyway. So it was nice to hear his, um, his story and what it's like for him living there. Mm. Like he's an artist and he gets a bit of slack off of older people in India because they don't think it's an actual career. They think it's a hobby. But he, of he does make a career off. Like he, he actually like it's his living. Mm. and like, yeah not, not small and, and but, people wouldn't believe it because they're like it's mm. especially you know uh especially families and and i can imagine when it's all about you either originally it used to be doctor with the richest and now it is like yeah. you know especially in india if you're in it that's that's where so it, it's that pressure and and it, it is hard it's different cultural backgrounds and all that sort of stuff and i mean it's amazing that he can uh thrive and um and we are all creative beings anyway i mean isn't even it like, like a form of creativity, like the way people like design, like even like programs, apps, like, like yeah. video games. Like, I mean, oh my gosh, like humans well, are just video games are brilliant. Art. It depends on the game, but they are art. They, yeah. There's some absolutely. absolutely amazing ones that make you, make you cry. The ones that are like movies. I love, yeah. um, like, well, what would be a good example? God of War. God of War, The Last of Us, uh, not number two. Uh, <laughs> What else? Uh, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit Become Human. You know, some really amazing games. Uh, definitely, yeah. definitely art. And they make you feel. And that's, and that's you know, and, and, and you want to be. You, it's, it's, they make more money than movies. Because A, you have to buy it. You know, movies now, you can kind of wait till you stream them and you basically either rip them off or that kind of thing. But games are like, oh, well, I got to get it. It's all now online sign-in so that they know who's playing what and do all of that kind of stuff. And, and the storyline and the plot and the money they spend on these things, but the money they make. And, uh, it's, and you, can, you can tell by developer. That's what I find so funny. Like I was always confused with how many CODs came out. 
right? And I was like, how are they busting out? How many Call of Duty? And they're like, well, it's actually a couple of different companies and then they'll interchange with which one and they'll, and even my friends were like, oh, I only like the ones from this company. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. You know, and it, it is, it really is like, it, it is an art form. What was and the last you played? Oh man, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I haven't played games in a long, long time. I know, and maybe it's like, just showing my age. Uh, was it one of the Modern Warfare games? World at War? Oh, no, Ops? I never, I, here was the thing is I, I never played one that was online. Like, I think I stopped gaming when online, because you know why? I, I think I loved back in like just in the, in the, in the range of like Halo. I'm not sure if you guys yeah, remember or know that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No Halo. Yeah. I loved Halo. <laughs> I loved multiplayer Halo, right? Yeah. Um, but the hardest thing was as soon as you went online, I just, it was just un, uncompet, like kids, kids were just too good. Like yeah. I was like, oh, well, what, what? like yeah, I just get thrashed every, and, and like, but I could play with my friends, like my four friends were great because it's like, oh, we could all, we'd all win at different times. Or I was great in vehicles. My other friends were like great hand to hand. Other ones were great with sniper rifles. Yeah. But like, as soon as you're just like, you're in the field with hundreds of others and they're just like the champions at the game, you're like, yeah. oh, well, I may, I may as well just walk out into a field and just let them slaughter me, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like being really good at boxing, but then you go into the UFC and you've only known boxing and then they pull the whole shebang on you. Yeah, they get you in a, in a, in a grappling hook. And like, yeah. like oh, get you on the ground and pull at your leg. And then they're like, wow, wow, what the hell's happening? Like, ow, oh, yeah. it hurts. Like, of course, like, it, it's, it's, it's just remarkable. Like, how you cross over. And that's why, yeah, UFC is just like, uh, yeah, so, so incredible in that, in that way. And the Conor McGregor, you know, well, talking about a manifesto too. Like, he's talked about it too. He, he, was, he was introduced to the secret very early on. And everything that you imagine that he's, he's, he's believed that he could achieve, he has done. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. and he's, he, you know, he's he put everything on his, the map, and yeah, I think his current story is one of redemption, because he's done a lot of fucked up stuff. He's been very, right. like, yeah, he, he, he's two belts. Um, I think he's the fastest uh, knockdown in UFC history, and the most knockdowns in a fight. He's a, he's a big deal. Now he's Irish, but yes, yeah, you know, he went. He had a bad bad bit for a while you know after the Khabib fight I don't know if you follow UFC um not but, not 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 like regularly enough to actually really know what's going on yeah but he fought Mayweather but, and he lost to Mayweather and then yeah he, he lost that and then he Khabib. lost another one uh, against Khabib so two of the best fighters in the game he lost against them which made him just a normal average Joe Schmo and then I guess he has his new fight coming up soon but the UFC aren't really talking to him um you know, it's kind of he—he got—he was really small. He's very humble. You know, he was homeless in like 2000 or not homeless. He had zero, like zero money in 2008, but by 2020, he's a—he's the biggest name in in fighting. But some of that's for bad reasons. Like he attacked some of his opponents outside the ring. Uh, I know he bet he he punched a guy in a bar because he wouldn't buy or he wouldn't try proper 12 whiskey. Uh, <laughs> no. you, know how, you know how dumb yeah. that is and how like yeah. I'm mad everyone in Ireland got because of that but yeah his carry on is terrible so I th he, he realises that he's trying to get better from that so here hoping one day we can all have him as a a good family name again well listen and, and this is the thing is like it, it, it is hard when you grow up from nothing and then get everything 
And then it's, it's always hard to maintain that because also, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not sure if Ireland has this too. Australia definitely has it is tall poppy syndrome that if you get too, you know, tall, they like to cut you down. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, it's oh, a huge thing. Oh, we talk oh, about that yeah. all the so, time. Oh, right, right. So, yeah. and, and it's terrible. Like, it's shocking. And, and like, and I get it. And, and it's all, also this thing of, it's like this fine line of playing. It's like, you have to be humble. You have to respect the country. You have to say that it was because of us, all of these things. And if you do some of it now, listen, the hard thing is, was it 100% proven that, that he punched him just because he didn't buy the proper 12? Or was there more conversation yeah. there? There's a recording. Was there, was there a, someone drunk trying to start a fight with Conor McGregor and, and was just like, your whiskey's like awful? Or, or who knows, like, here's the thing yeah. is like, I, I, unless I was there or unless like, I, I don't know. And so I can't judge him. Of course, never, I don't want to hit anybody in a bar ever. I don't think anybody should do that. I'm not condoning no, what he did. But it's the concept of like, like, like I, I can't imagine that a champion of what he d- does out of nowhere would punch someone because he didn't want to buy his whiskey or try his whiskey or something like that. It would have been more words... You know, but, 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 but who knows? Anyway, it's still terrible that he did that. But it is this thing of like, to get in the ring with, with like, like Mayweather is like to do that, to be the champion of something and get in the ring of something else to risk defeat, right? Which of course, because he did, he's not a boxer. You know, so, so to, to, to do that, like Mayweather wasn't getting into a UFC ring with him as well. So it's this hard thing of like, like I reckon I, I champion people that, that that are willing to lose because uh, that here's the thing when you're on top it's easy just to say yep that's me done i won't ever hop in the ring because if i do i might lose you know what is the top what is the top what is the top what Mm. is the top that's right you're absolutely right there is no top it's like it's what i won't mind he he wants to stay relevant he wants to challenge himself more than anything Mm. you know like Yes, he, he makes lots of money off, the, off these fights. And if he loses and then they're like, ah, oh, he's no one. And then he'll come back and win. And then he'll be someone, you know, it's kind of you know, these, these things. We put them up on these, like Ronda Rousey's the same. Like she was a champion and then she yeah. lost. And then everyone was like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? Like she's down and out. And you're like, no. Then she went into wrestling and, you know, she's done like Expendables movies. And you're just like, yeah, like you know, she'll just yeah. do what she wants to do and just keep, you know, she's champion in her own field. That's the thing. Um with uh, Khabib at the moment he, he just retired uh, 29 time or yeah 29 time undefeated champion Oof. no one's ever beaten this guy he's never bled in a fight either um, so wow. that, that's, a, that's like the oh, he's the only one who's done that in the UFC like some people get like three, three fights and they're undefeated he got 29 he retired but he, he's like a very religious guy what he like what he does he lives with his parents but he's obviously he's able to not do that so, you know, he lives with his parents, he trains, and then he uh, worships, you know, he, he prays. Um, and that's kind of it. That, that's literally basically all this guy does. And, uh, but I think what made him superior is his dedication to what he does. His three things that are important to him. Family, prayer, and UFC. And like MMA. So, you know, when Conor McGregor's out there starting whiskey companies, he's, I know he, he was in video games. He's he's made movies blah 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 you know he's getting his eye off the ball and you know same with Ronda Rousey she went out and made movies and she lost what she was doing um you know I feel a bit bad for people who who lose their way 
Well, it's, it really depends as long as, and, and here's the key, it's like, as long as they're chasing what they want. Like, so for Conor McGregor, it's that aspect of like, maybe, you know, he just wanted out of where he was. He wanted to make a name for himself. He's done that. And so where else can he do that? And of course, if he, if he loves, you know, like, like whiskey and that's what he's doing. He's also got a clothing label. You know, he's like, he, he, he you know, he's gonna, he's an entrepreneur now. So it is that thing of like, and, and listen, I, I, you know, similar thing. If, if Conor McGregor believes in, um, you know, sort of the secret and, and the law of attraction and this other guy prays, prays like, I, I really now believe that there is more to the, the belief and the belief that we're being looked after or that there's a higher power or that, um, you know, we, that we can, it, it really is the power of the mind. And if, and if you, you know, can pray, I mean, we've started, I, I grew up religious and then I sort of fell out of it um you know because of society really it was kind of not popular to be religious at all but uh, now I, I i say grace uh you know every time i eat only because it just makes me feel good being thankful like it's not like i'm, I'm saying it to anyone specific it's just that i just now like appreciating what i have and uh and honestly every day there are so many things that i can appreciate like today like getting to wake up i mean it's your nighttime. it's getting so late you guys have already done like an essay today I just woke up and then I'm just like, yeah, I get, get to chat with you two. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're riffing and talking about Conor McGregor out of nowhere. Yeah, then, man, you know, I, I love the way it goes. It was a very informal chat. I won't even call it an interview. We did a couple of interview things, but, you know, it, it was a good chat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to uh, Matty Tyres. Uh, you know, yes, Matty Tyres, for those who don't know, I, I, I worked with her on um, Elephant Princess. You guys uh, recently interviewed her. I checked out the interview. She was also on Lego Masters AU, uh, an absolute champion, always very, very sweet. And that was a very, very fun show to be She's part of Elephant now Princess. Soon. What's it called, Thomas? Oh, it- uh, the COVID show or something. With the Zoom, it's or not-, not the COVID show, someone else. She's it's not over Zoom. Zoom. It's like the world yeah. is ending. She plays the Australian Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, it. fantastic. Yeah. So, she's playing, oh, wow. she's playing Jacinta, the one yep. in New Zealand or something. Mm. She's she doing one of because who's your president at the moment? It's or your prime minister? The prime it? minister, the prime minister of New Zealand. I'm actually or, not uh, sure. Australia, it's the guy from McDonald's, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> what's, 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 yeah. Who's your, your prime minister? No, no. Scott, Scott Morrison is our prime yeah, minister, Scott. but. I, Morrison, is right? he from McDonald's? Wait, no, what's he got to do with McDonald's? McDonald's. There's, there's, there's a story, story where he shit himself in a McDonald's in the <laughs> I don't want to bring it up, but he, he's... Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. St- I didn't, I've, I've obviously spent too much time in the States. I, I, I like I, the I first game. football game, and then that happens. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Well, here's but, the yeah. thing. Let's, let's, we don't want to be remembered by our worst. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, we... we but, but obviously, uh, he is, uh, unfortunately. But... Um, so yeah, no, Maddie's Matt, an absolute champion, and yes. that obviously led us to be talking. And you know um, guys, we talked to to her. her is her boyfriend or her husband, uh, Jimmy James Eaton? And then yes, yeah, yeah. They did a show together, so we're like, okay, let's talk to Maddie. And then we talked to her. I look into Elephant Princess a bit more. I'm like, okay, who's this guy? Oh, hello. And here we are today. Yeah, evolution, and this is the way life should be. It's like you know, it, we're always meant to be changing, and sometimes, yeah. especially with fame. That happens like I've seen successful people and there's always that constant idea of like, oh, you've changed, you know, like, oh, success or this has changed you. And it's like, really, you got to see it's like we're all caterpillars and we're all supposed to become butterflies. And then we're always, you know, like the flower is forever changing. It's always blossoming and then fading and then the new one. And then with with, with new ideas, new creations. 
And guys, like the best thing is you don't have to know what you want to do right now. The best thing is you are just doing what you want to do. And if you yeah. took a time like, like a global pandemic to say, let's start a podcast, let's start interviewing people. And then well, all of a sudden you're doing how it. How many people had that idea as well? <laughs> of course, of course they do. Before versus after COVID has been insane. Yes. But uh, do they have like a hundred and something, you know, shows on already? No. Like, and you guys are busting them out, learning every time while you're still studying, doing essays through the day. You guys are hustling. And then, you know, it, it's like, you never know what avenue it's going to lead to next. Like, like Maddie's interview led to my interview. Well, from, from Jimmy, it's just all that kind of concept that you don't know where it's going to go. And I've really appreciated chatting with you. Uh, thank you for having me on board. Oh, I, pro you. I know that probably all of your listeners got no idea of who I am whatsoever. They're just like, wow, he just kind of like is a positive kind of guy. Yeah. But I don't know what, what, what shows was he on or what, what, what acting is he doing? But, um, What's your but basically, on your Instagram, that guy you, you, might, you can't put your finger on? Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. That's, that, that's right, because I, I did enough kids series growing up that honestly, that, that was my, that was basically what I, all I knew I was, was I was like, oh, I'm from, shows you remember when you're younger but you can't quite put your finger on it's just that thing of like oh he's he's familiar what is it it'll come to me and yeah. then eventually it does and they're like oh and then i'm long gone by that point so it's um yeah but boys i hope we get to talk again i hope this uh, keeps thriving i mean 100 and something I, I look forward to speaking to you like on your 500th uh like um uh, podcast You've got many, uh, I'm sure, on their way. And uh, best of luck uh, getting to Conor McGregor. I'm sure you will get him eventually. Uh, that's the thing. Right? We'll yeah. get to everyone eventually. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of people we're in the world. 19 we're now. We're 100 out of 7 billion. So, you know, we've got a long way to go. Yeah. We're both nah, 19 now. So, you know, we, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. Just keep, just keep creating. Keep, keep, keep growing. And, uh, and that's, that's, you know, all I learned. I, 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 I hit some dark points. If you're ever in some stress or some worry, just reach out. Um, yeah. You know, we know each other now. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, guys, keep thriving. You'll get through this. This pandemic's going to disappear. You're going to come traveling. You're going to visit Australia. You're going to travel or going to go around Europe and do your podcast over there. I can't wait to see the big things that uh, Awfully Irish podcast goes next level. Well, here hoping, man. But to finish yeah. off, if anyone wants to check you out, where can they find you? Uh, well, I always found this funny that I always thought that almost like movie credits now should almost be like, uh, you know, like at the actor's name. Like, I feel like yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. how people live now. And, and the worst thing that people can do is have different names across different platforms, which is hard if, if they've been s stolen from somewhere. It's just like, oh, this one's with an underscore. This one's with some numbers. Yeah. And this one, you know, but I'm, I'm lucky. I'm just at Damien Bodie. Uh, but to be honest, guys, like, don't who cares like life is more than just follows so don't come and just follow me like the thing is is like what's the algorithm in your life like on your instagram personally when you're watching it do what you see inspire you and i know this for most girls right because i know all girls look at maybe guys too but all girls look at is girls in bikinis looking flawless right no one is perfect and even those girls are probably incredibly insecure and they are doing it for the likes and it's hard now. And if they don't get the likes, they're going to be incredibly depressed. Like social media is a dangerous place to play around yeah. in, but make sure what you're seeing is inspiring you and you don't have to follow me. I, like, I don't care about any of that. The point is, is just like, go but on. But if you think he's a, he's a nice guy, check him out. 
oh well yeah yeah check me out but you don't have to follow me to check me out that's the funny thing is like this follow thing it's like oh or tally the follow it means that you're alerted every time that i'm on but guys like 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 your instagram your facebook you should curate it like there's this great saying by jim Rohn, which basically says you got to stand guard at the door of your mind right and this is what's happening you got to stand guard of your instagram stand guard of your facebook stand guard of your youtube because if you don't watch what you're looking at they'll you will start to get be encroached on stressful depressing dark and and things that don't make you feel good about yourself so you need to start like like guarding it and going now nah, i'm going to protect myself like i like you know looking at girls in bikinis because you know like no, i'm not saying me personally i'm just saying like if, if, if girls are out there because i'm happily married but it's just <laughs> Walks but it's room. a concept Sorry, of, what were you just saying if if that inspires <laughs> you great if it makes you feel insecure don't do it right it's also like don't you know like like jealousy doesn't work so but if you're feeling jealous just look away don't don't you know it's it's i call it jealousy because honestly it'll lock you up and it'll keep you trapped for a very long time and everyone is different you don't have to be like anyone else you know that no fingerprint is the same you know that no mm. snowflake is the same no human being is the same don't try and be anyone else just be thomas and jared or damo like we're our own trio for this awfully irish podcast that's it thanks everyone for watching and take it out <laughs>